Honest Henry's Store, a So Powerful Parable by Dana Buck. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, and the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27. The storms of life come and go. Have we built our house on the rock? Honest Henry's Store, a so powerful parable by Dana Buck. There's nothing like the morning when a storm has finally passed to see the sun now overcome those dense and darkened clouds at last. Though all things now have a shadow, wet dripping still the sound that we hear amidst the wreckage scattered plainly all around. It appears the ocean came ashore, pushed landward by the wind, to cause distress and havoc, and then rolled out to sea again. It's left behind such chaos, and a mess beyond compare, dead fish and muddy seaweeds strewn about just everywhere. There's hills of random ruin left tangled by the sea, and piles of boards and roofing tiles where buildings used to be. Afloat in pools of water half buried in the sand are a plethora of items that were once brand new and grand. Stools from a soda fountain lie upside down and buried. The countertop is missing. Lord only knows where that's been carried. A sign that lists the flavors is resting in the moisture. All the syrups in the water, now enjoyed by clam and oyster. Down past these wrecked confections lie shoes of every size, while suits and pants are floating alongside hats and shirts and ties. In the next intriguing pile, where they've been transferred by the sea, are violins and cellos, black and white piano keys. Tubas, trumpets, saxophones that once were played so gaily rest beside a Celtic flute and Hawaiian ukulele. There's remnants of a barber shop and a 50-room hotel, repetitious in their bobbing up and down on each new swell. Yet amidst the ruination in this devastated land, one building has survived. A single structure proudly stands. It's certainly been damaged where it sits beyond the quay, but it's weathered nature's fury, and it wasn't washed away. Though the sign is cracked and twisted, it remains above the door, where you still can see the letters reading, Honest Henry Store. For 27 years, this place served this community, Established in the summer, circa 1873. T'was that year that Henry Parker, with his wife and baby son, rolled his wagon down to Texas, to a place called Galveston. There he searched for a location to set up a little store. He finally found the perfect place, just what he'd long been searching for. With Galveston and Island, sand was all around the docks, but through Henry's perseverance, he found a patch of firm bedrock. Into this, he drove his pilings to create a firm foundation, for he'd heard the Gulf of Mexico could bring great precipitation. 
When his store was finally finished, he wiped the sweat with his bandana, then gave the place the name he'd earned tending his store in Indiana. For honest Henry's reputation carried neither blot nor stain and was impeccable for fairness from Decatur to Fort Wayne. Though he built far off a of Main Street, his customers still found him. Shells of canned goods, tools, and fabrics filled the spaces around him. The other merchants snickered, laughing mean behind his back. His location so obscure, he's built far off the beaten track. For they had all constructed on more appealing land, but beneath their stores and businesses lay nothing more than sand. So for years and then for decades, through civil war and reconstruction, proud Galveston expanded without pause or interruption. Honest Henry's stayed in business, saw both prosperity and strife. Through these 27 years, he'd raised the son but lost his wife. Till at last was time for Henry, with his boy now full-grown man, to retire to Indiana and give his son the store and land. As they discussed the pending transfer on the porch of hand-hewn oak, Henry's son sat down to listen as his father slowly spoke. We've seen changes here in Galveston and growth beyond my dreams. Many citizens are wealthy, so many ships of sail and steam. But I've resisted the temptation to raise a larger store and stock, for there's no good land to build on beyond our patch of solid rock. You should keep this firm foundation for my son, he said to him. Just remember on the Gulf, the storms aren't if, the storms are when. And he gave his son the key when the day for leaving came. Henry climbed aboard his wagon to start the journey to Fort Wayne. And as the father left, the son, whose given name was Stan, stood smiling on the porch and in his mind reviewed his plan. My father feared the hurricane, but they always veer far south or come ashore up north, more near the Mississippi's mouth. Galveston is sheltered with a natural weather shield. There's no reason why I shouldn't exploit all that it will yield. As he viewed the vacant holdings to the east and to the west, he said, Honest Henry's store is going to launch a building fest. And that's exactly what he did. He brought in lumber by the mountain and soon held a ribbon cutting for Honest Henry's soda fountain. To supply the clothing needs of wealthy patrons on the rise, right next door he quickly opened Honest Henry's suits and ties. There was Honest Henry's barbershop and Honest Henry's beauty parlor. Honest Henry's music store was built with speed and skill and ardor. At Honest Henry's livery stable, you could run a horse and buggy, and Honest Henry's bath and shower thrived when it was hot and muggy. Honest Henry's restaurant served quite an awesome pecan pie, and all the farmers bought their plows from Honest Henry's tool and die. But of all the building projects causing pride to puff and swell were the 50 lavish rooms of Honest Henry's Grand Hotel. Lest you think Stan disrespectful that he thought Dad's way absurd, he'd taken steps that to his mind honored his father's parting words. For each time he'd start a project, it was popularly known that upon the sandy soil he'd place a healthy layer of stones. You couldn't really tell the difference, for this mix of stone and silt looked like the ground on which his father had originally built. But looks can be deceiving. 
and no self-deluding thought can ever really bridge the difference between shifting sand and solid rock. And as Stan was contemplating Honest Henry's pool and park, the wind blew in from the south and the sky grew thick and dark. So the residents of Galveston closed their shutters, sealed their doors. After all, they'd seen the weather threaten many times before. But today it felt quite different. Something new was going down. As the wind assailed the sea, it pushed the gulf into their town. The ships and docks and harbor were violently consumed. Every business lining Main Street was reduced to utter ruin. The storm advanced across the island, relentless in its wrath, and headed straight for Honest Henry's on its wet, destructive path. First it hit the soda fountain, and its destruction took a minute. Honest Henry's suit and centi- Let me try that again. First it hit the soda fountain, and its destruction took a minute. Honest Henry's suits and ties was gone, and all the clothing in it. The barber and the beauty shops felt the storm's destructive power, followed closely by the music store and then the bath and shower. The restaurant, the tool and die, the livery all fell, and the hurricane just laughed as it pulled down the Grand Hotel. And where, you ask, is Stan, as wind and waves pound so erratic? He's an honest Henry store, crouched and frightened in the attic. For when the hotel crashed around him and he looked on in pain and shock, he'd remembered what his father said about a house built on the rock. So he dashed across the courtyard, threw himself against the door, where at last he huddled, scared and wet, in the humble little store. He kept it mostly for nostalgia, as a tribute to his dad. Now it was his final refuge, as his world grew dark and mad. He couldn't help but think of others, those refined and rich and grand, who built fortune, lives, and families on a deceitful patch of sand. And as the storm played out its fury, consigned many to the deep, t'was in grief and thankful sorrow that Stan, exhausted, fell asleep. So we've traveled the full circle to this wet yet sunny morn. From here in devastation, seeds of truth can be reborn. Truth about your own foundation, what you're building on and in, and knowing when it comes to storms, the question's never if, but when. Don't think that sand can be refurbished, that you can add a brick or block where it can't match the firm foundation you've been given on the rock. What you build, do with intention, on the rock and nothing more, and you'll endure to see the morning just like Honest Henry's store. We are all familiar with the storms of life. And in the words of Honest Henry, the coming of these storms aren't a case of if, but when. Jesus didn't promise us a life without storms. Why? Because there is so much growth, maturing, and learning in enduring a storm that we simply can't acquire it in any other way. Testimonies are hard won. They don't come cheap and easy. Storms shape and build the power of our testimony when we anchor ourselves in the rock of our salvation. Once the storm has passed, our testimony gives us legitimacy and effectiveness when we encounter those who may be facing a similar storm. Set your foundation deep in the rock 
We may be damaged, but we are not destroyed. We may be assaulted, but we are not washed away. The rain will stop and the sun will rise, and we will be empowered to be an encouragement to others through our hard-won testimony of God's faithfulness.